We got basically nothing. We got like dust. Uh, I can't believe how badly we got crushed. I thought we were going to get 8 to 12 inches. That's what it said on the morning of. And then every hour I would look back and it would add 2 inches to the <laughs> forecast. Until it said 30 Not inches. Not a good sign. And uh, it basically just stalled over us all day long. Just just churning the Damn. moisture up. Just dumping snow. It was crazy. I think it stopped around 9.30 or 10 at night. My kids bummed because I kept telling her, like, we're going to get so much snow, you can use your new snowshoes and uh, all this well. stuff and your sled. And we got nothing. You're rotten. You're rotten, Dad, she, for, for she's, not she's sn- giving yeah, her and enough I'm a, snow. I'm at fault. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so how's it going, Gabe? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging in there. Um, I'm <laughs> you looking survive. for it. How's that I'm surviving. Igloo? How's my igloo? Yeah, you just tunnel out. <laughs> uh, we haven't tunneled out yet. I'm thinking we'll probably hit daylight around 2017. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Don't worry. It, this is going to be a brutal year anyways, so you no need to leave your house. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> you don't want to be out there. Yeah, it's this is the weekend of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want to leave the house. This is the uh, the day after the big snowstorm. So for people who are wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> I like the optimism there that there's not going to be another big snowstorm between mm. now and the time the show pushes out. Oh, God. Yep. I'm optimistic. <laughs> Which big snowstorm, Jeff? <laughs> I hope there's no more. I've, this is enough. This is once a year and I'm done. Um, but you know what's great to do when it snows outside? Drink beer. Yeah, that's that's one of the multiple occasions and it's great to do that. Because you can't go out and drive around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really, you're not expected to entertain anyone or make mm. sense. But for... don't use a snowblower if you're drunk. That's oh. a really bad idea. Is it really? <laughs> Actually, if you go look at, uh, if you have access to like local police and emergency services reports and stuff like that, um, like if they have their own Twitter account stuff, this time of year you'll see tons of severed finger reports. <laughs> what? From people... Like sticking their hand into their snowblower. Oh, that doesn't sound like good planning to <laughs> no, me. I don't no, know. no, no, no. <laughs> Since it's yeah. a, essentially a small threshing machine, I can't imagine it's that a good idea. That is exactly it. Yeah. So people, um, they're also really efficient at removing um, appendages. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, this is, <laughs> what are we this, drinking here, Chuck? We're drinking uh, something that hopefully is better than having a limb taken off with a threshing machine or a snowblower. Um, it's called Agave IPA with Grapefruit. Which uh, sounds great. It does. Um, by Victory. I, yeah, by Victory Brewing Company. I had had this um, oh, I can smell at the brewery. That. I can smell that grapefruit. And it smelled, it was really, really you good. No, I love grapefruit. Yeah, mm. but this one um, seems like it's, it's less uh, thick than the stuff at the brewery. And uh, it seems to make a, a big point of being bright and refreshing at 7%. So Uh-oh. we'll see how it goes. So this is interesting. They call this their Blackboard series. Yeah. What, tell me a little bit about this because it's a totally different label style. So they went up to a lot of effort to. Um, yeah, it seems like they're starting this, up a brand series. new series of things that they are, you know, drawing up on the Blackboard and running out there in limited uh, editions. This is their first release. It says release number one, year 2016. So I assume this is something that they're going to be doing throughout the year um and i guess we'll see i I haven't heard anything about what number two is going to be 
Um, but they still had this on tap at Victory when we went uh, to pick up growlers for the yeah. big storm yesterday. So do you think this is replacing their moving parts? Moving stuff? parts? Possibly. Um, they're still selling the moving parts, but I don't know if maybe this is what they're going to be doing in place of that. Maybe they won't be hmm. making any more of them. Um, the one, uh, when I had it in the brewery, it was f phenomenal. So when you said you were able to see it, I thought we could give it a shot and we'll see how it translates to yeah. the bottle. You give it a shot? Yeah, I'm dying for it. Hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. It's bitter. Like it has a grapefruit bitterness at the end. Yeah, definitely. It, it. You're right. It's not a hop bitterness. Yeah, that's really... Actually, I kind of like That's great. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, like I mean, it. it's very drinkable. I wish it was like 80 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have mine. Mine's probably so too you. cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really do. Um yeah, but I think mine's a little bit too cold. It was in the refrigerator instead of mm. the beer fridge. And uh, so I, I poured it a little early and swished it around because I felt like the last bottle I had was kind of overcarbonated. And uh, Man, that is a lot of grapefruit in that. There is, isn't That's it? That's great. So it has agave syrup and grapefruit juice added. So, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, tons of grapefruit. That is the most grapefruity beer I've ever had. <laughs> It's, Which is a pleasant surprise because yeah, I've I had plenty of grapefruit beers and I'm like, I can't tell there's grapefruit in this thing. Yeah, like this maybe is... you added it. Maybe technically you know that there's grapefruit in that. But yeah, as, a, as the customer, I have no idea. But this is... Uh, there's no mistaking. This is great. Hmm. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, so I feel... How's it compared to when you had it on tap? I think on tap it was a little creamier. A little bit less uh, clarified than it is in the bottle here, and um, less carbonated. So mm. it, to me, it felt a little bit—I um, don't know what a weird, weird word, but like smoother, sli sl smoother, slipperier. You know, like it was velvety, velvety. Yeah, like um, like your voice, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I'm glad this is uh, this is around. I can't wait to see what they do next. And uh, I we didn't get a case of it, uh, although I toyed with the idea of it. I, we instead got uh, just a six-pack. Just now well. my dog's mad. Sorry. I don't know if you can hear him. <laughs> I can hear your dog. So, so the like, deal is... I hate the snow. <laughs> no, I think what happens is we have a lot of people offering to plow our uh, driveway. Oh, yeah. You, um, li you live where people are nice. Yeah. Uh, we. I can't... I am not, by doctor's orders, allowed to shovel or plow anything. So my wife has been struggling out there with this 30-whatever-inch snowfall. And every once in a while, one of the neighbors comes by and uh, with a plow and helps us, you know, open up the driveway. And nice. so, yeah, very, very lucky to have people like that around here. They're, they've been great. So you want to, uh, you want to do some... Follow up? I don't yeah. know. Do yeah, we let's do, do some follow-up. Do follow we up? do follow-up? Is that a thing? Yeah. We okay. can do that. The, what do you got the, on your mind? The first, I have a few things on my mind. <laughs> the first is remember those cutting boards you told me about? Yes. <clears throat> At our I don't know, gift idea show. Yes. Well, I got those for my wife. Yes. And I got a massive stink eye when she unwrapped <laughs> them when she received cutting boards for Christmas. Yeah, well. That she did not ask for. Uh but even she admits now it's like one of her favorite things that I got her for yeah. Christmas. She loves them. Not that she's like really into like kitchen stuff, but the fact that you can hide them away and then pull them out really easily. Because yep. we have like the, you know, the big wooden cutting boards, which are heavy and awkward to pull out. These are super thin. 
it was like a pack of six or eight of them. So we never run out. <laughs> she loves them. She uses them all the time now. So I was just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. My Good wife job. uses them all the time too. Um, and it, that was kind of evidence. See, so we have maybe three or four bigger cutting boards and she's, she cuts stuff and, you know, she puts it next to the sink and she'll you know have different things out that she's cutting. And this is so much easier for her to just deal with. And then she just put it right in the sink. It doesn't take up any extra room. Then I go about washing them, and uh, we have like four or five of them, as well as the regular cutting boards, which we'll still use. I mean, it's not like we've replaced them at all, but man, they're really helpful. I like them. Yeah, I'm that glad, was, I'm so glad that was that's working out. Back on episode 54, if you go back and look at the show notes, I'm sure they're in there, along with a bunch of other junk you probably don't need, but you would love to have. <laughs> yep, it'll be in there. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, what else you got? So remember we mentioned the app Curiosity that was yes. renamed now. That was just a couple shows ago about Wikipedia. And this was that one that was like really nicely done for location Wikipedia um, integration. And uh, it was now renamed to Curiosity or um, um, no, it was from Curiosity. Yeah, from Curiosity to. To, oh, there it is, Inquire. Yes. Same this, company, but it's something to do with trademark or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it said in, the, in their notes. Oh, whatever, same app, basically. <laughs> Just a different name. Yeah, if you go searching for it, you won't find it. Yeah. But inquire, you'll you'll locate it. It's good. Uh, and then the last one was not really show related. I just loved the tweet that we got from um, Jim Cavanaugh about about. Uh, the Randall that they have a dogfish head. Oh, They're pulling yeah. Immort ale through oak chips and vanilla beans. Yeah. Man. That sounds amazing. I just want to live there. <laughs> it's, and we do appreciate when people great. let us know that they're doing those things, even though it, oh my it gosh. pains us. Immort is so good in oak chips and vanilla beans. I'd, I'd be surprised if the oak chips gave off much to just through randling. I don't know. Anybody who doesn't know through what randling is, it's basically like imagine an AeroPress that you push beer through stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, you know, you, it. you push you push your beer through, like I've seen people push it through actual grapefruit, you know, mm -hmm. to add grapefruit fresh to hops. their IPAs or fresh hops, I think is what it really started for. It was like a way to do like a, a hop back on your, uh, on your beer. But it's I see been, people push them through toasted coconut and chocolate nibs. Oh man, so much like <laughs> cool stuff. I want to Randall really bad, but you got to have the right pressure and the right hook setups and motivation to do it and, and, motivation and the willingness to clean it. <laughs> that is another one. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I went to a, a beer tasting one time and they had they had passed uh, Bourbon County 2013 through toasted coconut. And chocolate nibs. And wow, oh, man. It was amazing. That's so great. Yeah. But the purest in me is like, oh, but it's so good on its own. But every once in a while. Uh, the purest stuff. I'm so over over that. Uh, I bastardize it with whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I probably won't drink the one with bull testicles in it. Uh, that's There's one cool. of those? Yeah. I wasn't aware. It might actually be sheep testicles. Ugh. Yes, it's. Uh, I don't want anything not, testicle related not, in not my beer. The, uh, not the choice I would make. <laughs> um, anyways, but so let's all move the, all the other testicles. Like and, for example, uh, grapefruit and agave. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So anybody who who tweets that stuff, anything really, we appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. I just like to like that. That's fun to hear. 
So how did you keep track of all the things that you needed to remember to talk about for show notes, Gabe? <laughs> nice, nice transition there. Uh, it, it, unfortunately, it's not actually a good transition because I put all that into a mind map. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, you want to ask about task management again. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny we talk about it. We revisit it and visit it uh, a few times. We talked about it last year around this time because I had moved from OmniFocus over to Task Paper and mm -hmm. Sublime Text and was really liking it. I'd been using it for a month or two at the time. And um, I still like it. I mean, mm -hmm. I still love having everything all in one, um, having Sublime Text be my command center for work and notes and all that stuff. But uh, an app that you had originally alerted me to before the whole uh, task paper thing came up was called To Do, the number two DO. Um, at the time, I'd gotten into the beta and thought, this is a wild app. It does so much stuff. I can't keep track of what's happening. It was seemed like it was so much going on that it wasn't for me. So well, especially I Especially on the on beta, because it was like every release came yeah. out with like a hundred new features. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty crazy to keep it up was, with. It was overwhelming uh, for me. And I was happy with test, pa test paper at the time. Uh, so I had been using that for a little over a year. And now I moved everything to to-do just to see what what was up with it? Because it had gone on a half-price sale uh, for both mm -hmm. the iOS app and the Mac app. And I got to say, I'm pretty darn impressed and surprised by what I see. Yeah. And apparently you kept up with it. You kept using it here and there. I keep and up with to-do and I keep up with OmniFocus. Somebody asked me why, <laughs> if I'm happy with task paper, why I keep up with what they're doing. I was like, because people come up with cool ideas all the time. And I, I like to see what if there's this thing that like I, I find really super compelling like that. I would want to know, like, by the way, there's something better to do what I do. I'm going to do that thing. Then um, yeah, and I don't I think that's, don't really care. That's what kind of pulled me in uh, is I do want to keep looking at other things. Like, even though I was very happy with task paper and sublime text, I, I thought it was still worthwhile. And I think to do was making a lot of, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, uh, people whose opinion I respect a great deal. And I thought, well, it doesn't hurt anything to check this thing out. Uh, so I put just half of my tasks in it just to, to do some yeah. evaluation. And, uh, and by the end of the week, I had them all in there and was using it. And I, and I think there were some things that it, uh, that it does really well that uh, task paper just won't do for me. Like it, because yeah. it can't do it. You well, know? that was the, ne the next question I had for you. The <clears throat> ever present urge to move to a new uh, task manager, calendar app, whatever mm -hmm. podcast app, whatever it happens to be that you're into. But there's always this like compulsion to see like, maybe I'll use this thing now mm -hmm. and how you feel about that and how that goes with you. Because like OmniFocus was, I think there was a good amount of, well, it doesn't work exactly the way I want, but I've used it so long and I own mm -hmm. all the apps. I'm, it, you know, there's a, there's a barrier, like an, an activation barrier. Yeah, You have to be kind of pushed out of the nest for some reason in, in, in order to make like the a, change. Like a new version that is, <laughs> <laughs> removes all the features that that you really liked. For example. Yeah, they're, 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 I don't know. Like, it, it, if you're into GTD, there are some changes that that OmniFocus made that made it like 
more difficult than it was before. And I just, they just, after a while, they just drove me so crazy. They drove me to text files, you know, <laughs> like that's how crazy he drove me. Yeah. No, um, I, was, I was pretty much the same way that, uh, and I, and I'm ta- I'm a guy who was, I wrote a book length number of articles on OmniFocus and how crazy to, OmniFocus you, and how amazing it was and yeah. like all the things you could do with it. No, I totally agree. It was, it was, the best task management app and system anywhere, hands down. But I kind of feel like to do is what maybe OmniFocus could have become. It doesn't have all the features of OmniFocus. It's missing some of like the real core, like tentpole, uh, like review system. Yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit because I have a whole section on that. But But, yeah, you're right. But it's really impressive in what it what it does like oh man like that is such a breath of fresh air to do yeah. to do it this well, way and and it's not that omnifocus is bad i just think that it's not for me anymore and it took me a long time i would say it took me 8 months of trying with the the latest app latest version to before i was like you know i think my frustration combined with that compulsion that you mentioned to try out another system uh, finally had um, overcome, you know, the, the, the frustration had just overcome me. And I was like, I've got to try something else. And I didn't think that I was actually going to find anything that I would like as much. Um, but, you know, there are, there are certain things that OmniFocus did and probably still does better than any other app out there. But... Um, and as other people have mentioned to me over the past couple of weeks after they heard that I had switched to to do is, you know, they're like, well, task management's very personal. Um, like everybody has their own thing. I mean, actually Absolutely. people like things, people like OmniFocus, mm-hmm. people who people use like those. post-it notes. Yeah. They can't, they can't even imagine changing, you know, uh, that they work, these things work so well for them. And that's great. I'm not saying you that's, have to, you know, uh, That's, that's quite move. a statement. These things work so well for them. There's there's also the part of I just don't have time to switch. I I just it works well enough. Mm-hmm. Or um, no, I'm pretty invested into this thing. I've like already spent day, all this money. Like day planners, remember yeah. the day planner thing, and like yep. people switching to Palm Pilots. It was like no way am I moving to a Palm Pilot because my day runner, man, that thing really rocks. And then yeah. it was like. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. eventually, eventually you, you hit this inflection point where you think, well, I'm going to try this. And, and sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. Um, and, and like I said, I tried to do once and it was just all over the place and I couldn't get into it. I actually had very low expectations for this uh, working for me, but they, they put enough in place. There are things that it does now hey, that... It's like one guy. It's one guy, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the, the, the To-Do app does things that I had always wanted, even things like OmniFocus to do. For instance, um, uh, the the <coughs> Apple Watch app tags. is really good. <coughs> tags. Tags is there. Tags are really well implemented. In fact, there's some new stuff in Tags that you, did a, uh, you mentioned um, that work really well. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but uh, the... I, I the watch app, the iPhone app, um, the fact that it has 3D touch for entering new tasks, which is what I was using for task paper 
via a, a hack, essentially, to send stuff through drafts to a Dropbox file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I just it goes straight into the app. Um, mm-hmm. So there are certain things that became very convenient and, and built in, but there are still some things that I just don't... I can't get comfortable with after living with text files for as long as I have, but we can right, talk about that. I, so I have a whole series of questions for you here yeah. in this map. Late on me. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I expected this, this to get beat up a lot on this podcast. No, by the way. I love you. <laughs> I'm not going to beat you up, but it's just uh, oh, I'll razz you a little I, bit. Okay. Well, let's yeah. hear it. I, I do it be- out of love, Jeff. I, well, yeah. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and some gloating. And gloating. <laughs> gloating. The love of gloating. The love of gloating. Yeah. Uh, so why not OmniFocus? Like I, I, part of me is always wondering, like, should I just go back to OmniFocus? You, you know, a lot of task paper. What I like about using text files is pretty low friction for almost everything. Like in and out, it's really easy to find stuff. Um, I love like the, the kind of like infinite flexibility of text files. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But then there's stuff like man. Kind of like, you know, notifications in my task system might be nice again. Yep. Because uh, I used OmniFocus since, I mean, I used when it was back in Omni Outliner, right? When it was a, basically an Omni Outliner file. Right. Um, that would be nice to get all that kind of cool stuff, like the the um, location awareness to give notifications when, you, when you're near somewhere that you have to do something mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the perspectives in OmniFocus were amazing yep like that was that was money that stuff that, was that is one of the things that's and that on my was list. every time i was like do i want to pay for all these apps again i was like perspectives mm-hmm. yeah totally worth it um and that was even when perspectives on ios didn't match what you could do on the mac and that was maddening a little bit no i remember you talking about that oh all a lot so my question um, to you is was there so you you elected to try out to do but you didn't elect to try out omnifocus again because it's, it's had updates since you used it last yeah it has um that's a great question i guess part of it is i just was more interested in seeing what to do had to offer because i was hearing so many good things about it and its flexibility and how good the ios app had become and um so i, I wasn't uh discounting OmniFocus being another thing in the mix. But I have think you kept up with the OmniFocus features? And not really. Part of the reason you left was because they took out a bunch of functionality. They 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 with the new version. They they moved it. They changed it. I mean, I, the, the thing that you and I talked about, and maybe this has changed, but the the fact that you that the inbox worked the way it did. Um, like you couldn't move things out of the inbox quickly. Being a GTD, you can thing, see your projects and your inbox at the same time. You couldn't yeah. just like quickly shoot things over. Right. Right now, um, I'm looking at five things in my inbox, and I can in to do just grab one and drag it into any project, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what clearing my inbox was <laughs> with OmniFocus, um, and that was a huge. It was so inexplicable to me that I was just like, I don't know what they're thinking. And I, there was a lot of decisions like that. The amount of white space that made me seeing like yeah, you know, eight or just, 10 tasks. It was tasks really on, awkward on trying to page view things. Yeah. It was really strange. You know how I feel about check circles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not, yeah. The not whole a fan. circle Never thing. I'm a fan of check circles, but uh, so here's my, I'm re I'm reading my list here. Um, is there anything specific that you miss in OmniFocus 
Yes. In everything else that you've used? Yes. Um, and I, I, I anticipated this question and wrote down the two following things that I could think of. One is no perspectives. Because perspectives to me were the, were the power user yeah. thing in OmniFocus, where if, you don't, if you're not familiar, you can set the screen up to be the exact view that you want. Yep. You know, All whether filters, it's work, filters, the look, feel, sorted the right way. things hidden, yep. things shown, mm-hmm. uh, things sorted in a specific and then order. Like, save this view. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like a snapshot of that view, and you could name it so I could create one for my today view, my do this week, my home, my work, whatever. And then instead of having to, you know, toggle a whole bunch of stuff when I wanted to see what I wanted to see, I just clicked the perspective and it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, the perspective was a major thing. Yeah, there was some disparity between the phone and the. Mac app, which is a little crazy, but I understood the reason for it. And since I worked mostly in context, GTD context, it wasn't a big deal. Um, but I did miss perspectives, and I didn't know. And it's something that actually I spent a lot of time trying to replicate with my task paper yeah. solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was so a useful. A lot of time. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> like lots, lots of script writing, script writing, and and uh, cron configuring jobs. hazel rules. And oh my god, such so, so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing uh, is there's no um, view that I have found in uh, in to do that that does what OmniFocus does as far as seeing your tasks integrated with your calendar events. Yeah. That's the thing that the iOS app did in. In OmniFocus, that was and so pretty, great. That's a pretty sweet view in yeah. OmniFocus. That yeah. is great and to like that, see all your appointments for the day and the tasks kind of intermingled from OmniFocus. Right, it was priceless. Um, and so there's nothing that's really there to do that uh, for it to do. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe someday he implemented something like that. But I'd seen some some FAQ uh, questions and answers where it didn't seem to indicate that he was had it on the, any sort of roadmap mm-hmm. anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of, my question was angled more at like in general of like task paper to do hit list page ago. Like I can run through to do, to do list Asana. Like there's a just no um, shortage of to do apps. Yeah. What was it about OmniFocus that you think you still couldn't like replace? Like that, that there's no equivalent. <sighs> I think, I think you it, did hit on those two. Those two are the biggest ones for me. I think everything else I could work around. In fact, I mm-hmm. worked around those two as well with the task paper, paper solution for a year. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that they, I needed them, although I felt like I did, and I think that's why sure. it took so long for me to move away. As I, I mean, thought, you don't that, wake up in the morning and go like, I have no idea what to do today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not completely lost, <laughs> but um, I did put a lot of time and effort into making a today view and all that stuff. Now that said. Since I've adopted the to-do stuff, I've found ways to create those things in ways mm-hmm. that are almost perspective-like. They're not quite there, but they're pretty darn close. All right, well, let's hold off on yes. the functionality of to-do a little bit. Um, so the other ones that were out there, um, I did not even look at them. I didn't look right. at Todoist. I didn't look at Hitlist. I didn't look at any of them, mainly because I had either looked at them before and knew that their like, things was the one that was probably the most... Like everybody loves things. Anybody oh, who used, I, used I used to love well. things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's been plenty of years where everybody loved to hate things. Well, yeah, because, because of, of the updates. Issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as an app, it's gorgeous and it's nice, but it just doesn't fit with how I do my task yeah. management these days. And so I didn't consider that one. I didn't consider the other ones I mentioned. I think that it was a point of 
if to do doesn't work, I'm sticking with task right. paper. It was not mm-hmm. like I was going to something else. It was, this was purely an experiment. Because you know what your see. bar is. Yeah. I think I think that's also the thing. Like people that come from OmniFocus have like a very specific set of requirements for what their task manager has to do. Right. One of the ones that you didn't mention, which I'm surprised because it was it was a big piece of OmniFocus for me. It was kind of like the scheduled reviews where you say uh, this project needs to be reviewed every week or every month or whatever the review schedule is. And then OmniFocus kind of tells you like, Hey, it's time to review your tasks. It's that time is to review a, this. That's a really good one. Man, um, that was so good. But you know what, that you know why that didn't even come up now that you mention it is because task paper, uh, didn't have that obviously and mm-hmm. text files. And so I got into the habit of essentially Just doing reviews every, yeah, every morning. Yep. Um, I didn't, uh, I think OmniFocus had a way of a, uh, attracting junk that made it necessary <laughs> to have those reviews set up because I just put yeah. everything in there that I yeah. was not going to do or whatever. So what I've done is transplanted planted that same light task management stuff from my text files and moved it over to to-do. And um, I have way less tasks than I thought I than I would have ever had an OmniFocus, which in a lot of ways is really good. That's interesting. Yeah. So you think OmniFocus is a little bit too easy to put stuff into. Well, it's not that. It's it's what happened was using the task paper uh, experiment, it made it, because I was seeing the whole picture so often throughout the day, that I, I was much more able to see a little bit like pull back a little bit so i didn't need to break everything into the atomic most atomic stuff um, because i was always thinking about it in in a way that uh, you know i always talked about omnifocus kind of unburdening me because i create a project and put every single task in that project that had to get checked off but what i ended up doing was always running through and checking off these little atomic tasks and sometimes i need that (laughs) open desk drawer Check. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was almost that. Reach all that. to back, take yeah. out checkbook. Yeah. Check. It, grab pen. Yeah. You know, so um, it was not quite that atomic, but it, I would make it pretty atomic, especially because if I saw a project lingering for a long time, it usually meant that I didn't understand what I needed to do. Mm. Um, so I think that I have pulled back a little bit and require less of that um, itemized project management. So there are certain things, obviously, that I am like we were doing a vacation planning thing. And there's some of those things I don't quite understand what needs to be done, like getting passport updates and stuff like that. So I needed to break those down a little bit more. But I would have done that in text file anyway, text format. So I don't miss them that much. And, And because I only have, I think I have like under 200 tasks right now, and all projects work at home. Um, it's not that doesn't take that long to review, especially I'm not working. I'm not well, reviewing. To be, to be fair, this is always the artifact of testing a new task manager. Yeah, it could it happen. It seems great because you don't have as much stuff in it yet. <laughs> and yeah. then like after six months or a year, a year later, you're like, ah, oh, there's a lot of, this is, this is a lot of work. This isn't really helping me. <laughs> because yeah. I have 2,000 tasks. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm not saying anything. that couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I guess we'll see. What, what I did, actually, is I used the things I learned from task paper and created my project structure based on that, 
which means it's a much flatter structure than it would have been uh, in OmniFocus, which I think is why stuff got trapped in there, is I would nest things a lot. And with task paper, I don't nest them at all because it's well, all very flat. And, and <clears throat> I'll bring up the T word again. Um, <laughs> OmniFocus, I used a lot of nesting for organizational purposes so that I could like know how things were related to other things. And tags makes it a little easier, honestly, yep. to like ta- tag something with, with this term and then now find everything related because I use the same tags everywhere. And so things can be at a, at a shallow, shallower level project and folder-wise, you know, thinking in OmniFocus terms and still see that they're related. Yeah. And and there's also some organizational junk that I don't have to do, which is something I found that I I haven't used at all. This is the first time I've ever used this thing, but I created a follow-up tag. And so when I do it, when I like have a phone call with somebody uh, or I have to do a task, if if I don't consider it done, but I actually did the Mm -hmm. thing, I'll Mm -hmm. just drag the follow-up task to it and then I can sort on all the things I need to follow up on yeah. very quickly. And that's so cool. I mean, in OmniFocus, the way you would do that is you basically create a new task. Yeah, follow, up, follow with, up on, yeah. which I found tedious and pointless. And I when, started doing that, and I thought, you know what I could do here? First off, I don't feel the compulsion to always check a thing off. I think there was such a Pavlovian response back with OmniFocus. I loved checking things <laughs> off. I still kind of do, like... You know, I have the the hot key for marking things done in task paper, and I do enjoy that, and it gives you this, like, okay, I accomplished something feeling, but I'm just being much looser with my tasks in to-do, and I I think that that is a function of how flexible the app is. Like, I'm able to do things like I'm just going to move. So (laughs) one of the things that they added recently, which – I'm sure you saw is the ability to um, pause tags. Oh yeah. That's pretty neat. (laughs) That is crazy. Who thought of that? Um, So which essentially is you tag something someday. This is in to do. This is in to do. You tag a task with uh, someday and then you can sleep that tag, which means it is removed from all of your views. Um, So you can, but you can, you can, it's actually removed from your views unless you tap an icon. Yes. Right. Or click an icon and then it'll show you like, oh, okay, here's the stuff that's also like paused or whatever or not available or. It's just a way to clean things up that, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is a smart way to clean things up and it gives you the ability to, and you can do it with any tag. So someday it's just a suggestion, but what if I don't want to see these follow-ups? You know, I'm not doing follow-ups. I just sleep that tag. I don't see them. It removes those tasks if they're completed, um, even though they're not. And I've got a much cleaner view. It's really smart way to do it. Um, I was also able to, uh, with OmniFocus, um, I had contexts, which are, you know, the way that you handle a task, uh, like where you're handling the task, essentially. Um, and so I used to have context for all of the people on my teams so that when I would meet with them, I could search for that context and their, their name, their tasks associated with them would come up that are across many projects Yeah, and we can have a full meeting of everything that's on the plate. Um, with tags, I no longer need that stuff. I just tag everything with whoever's on the, you know, tag a task with whoever's on the project I need to talk to. And whenever I meet with, you know, even if three or four people, 
are needed for that thing, uh, whoever I filter on via the tag, I can see tasks related. Right. There's no yeah. multiple context. You always mention that with OmniFocus, that it was a, a hurdle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never used that because I always, I kind of embraced that limitation. But now that it's gone, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was, that was my um, next set of questions for you, which is, um, what are the, like, if you were to look at any number of apps, because, you know, there are a thousand that you look at, mm-hmm. what are the top level requirements that any task manager would need to have for, for me. you to even consider it? Yeah, so this is another thing that the task paper thing kind of changed my game around a little bit because it was so simple that um, it made me rethink, do I really need that stuff? Types of things. So, but I would think that at a minimum, the things that I have come to rely on a task manager for is I want to have the ability to, I think my biggest thing actually is to have a today or this week view of all the things that I have. Um, Because it seems like even if I think that's not as important as 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 it may be, as I get into using my task manager, if I don't have something to give me an overview in the morning of what's coming up, I feel kind of like I have to do a lot more work to find out what that is. So I think that's a minimum is to know. Yeah, just a quick snapshot yeah, snap during shot. the coffee of how much shit do I have to shovel today? Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Let me just get prepared for this. Right. And, uh, and to do has a really good today view and we'll talk about smart list in a bit, but yeah, it's, it handles that OmniFocus was brilliant at that uh, task paper. Um, like I said, I had to do some heavy lifting to make that work, but because I was doing these, I would scan that list every day, the full list every day. Um, it didn't, it wasn't as huge a, a burden as I thought it was going to be, but I think that's a big one is uh, like a it's snapshot. Still, it's still a pain in the butt in, yeah. in task paper, unless you have an app that can do good filtering based on date, you know? Right. Right. Which is, there are ways to do that. There are. Just fine. I, I think the thing that I, I thought that going in, I thought that my today view is mainly because it, it was a date-based thing that I needed to look at. But what I realized is the today view for me was not just that. It was, I needed to see things that were a priority of a certain level. Or sometimes I just starred things, like if I wanted to do it at a given day, but it wasn't yeah. a due date or something. I was like, oh, I'll just do this today, and I would give it a star. So I wanted things to show up as, Yeah, you I know, just want to clear this. I know yeah. it's not due yet. Yeah, so you could throw those into a list. Um, things that are overdue, things that are due in two days. You know, like, So there's a few things that it's not just the today view that uh, you need to have more choice and more control over. And it took a lot of work to make that happen via Python scripts and cron jobs <laughs> and stuff with test paper. Yeah. And I yeah. got it working pretty well. I mean, I had a today view. Uh, I would look at it every morning on my phone, and it was helpful. Um, I, I would... I could pull it up in Sublime Text and see everything across all of my different task paper files. It was really good. Um, but I think that's a key for any task management thing for me. Um, I'm gonna, I, wanna, uh, I don't want to belabor it, but I do want to highlight one specific aspect of that that you didn't, I think, clarify. <clears throat> start date. Um, to me, start dates are really important. Yeah, you versus, use them more than I do, versus I think. due dates and that is almost always the thing that's like, nope, this app isn't for me. 
because it doesn't have start dates. Yeah, you talked about start dates a lot. I don't. I appreciate them, but I don't use them as much. So as you only you do. care about the due date. Like I, this is due today, or when something's in process, which I th- we'll talk about the to do solution for that as mm-hmm. well. Now, there's now that I have start dates and to do. Um, l- let's be clear, they're freaking awesome. Um, because <laughs> well, they're awesome and OmniFocus too. Yeah, um, it was awesome to say like you know don't show me anything that I I shouldn't need to work on yet. Yeah, I always feel like I'm missing it, and I think that's where task paper for me. Uh, having that complete visibility of everything from top to bottom. When I say, don't show me this stuff yet, I feel like, well, but I might need to see it. Like I need to keep that in my head and thinking about it. What if I need to prepare for something? So I, I it was a disconnect for me to give something a deferral or deferred date and then just say, just don't show this to me. But I, I'm trying to get over it because it's kind of a neat feature. <laughs> you have to trust yourself yeah. that you put in the right information. Yeah, If, yeah. If, you, if you don't trust yourself, then it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, um, okay. Yeah, that's a good one, though. I would throw in mobile app. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of mobile, mobile app. Well, uh, um, not just a web app that I can use in mobile Safari. Uh, okay, but that said, I've been using a text file that I can load through Do- Dropbox instead of an, a yeah, mobile app. A, a mobile app. To, I don't mean that. Like I use Taskmator and Editorial on my on iOS. But you don't just want to use like a, a a mobile web page that you open on Safari to do. No, your because I don't uh, I don't always have network access. Right. You know. So I, okay, so that's it. That's part of it. Is like offline. Ability to yeah. work offline. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And uh, quick entry, I think, is really, really, really important, especially after task paper. Because, like, entering stuff through drafts is so easy. Like, I know people think it's easy in OmniFocus or whatever app they're using, but there's nothing like just writing text and hitting a button. Yeah. And then it's a task. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing with, with drafts for a while. In fact, I set up... Um, I think I mentioned uh, Launch Center Pro to because since it has 3D touch, I would I set up a, a basically a thing where I pressed pressed it and said add new home task or add new work task and it would bring up drafts and I would enter it. So it was it was as close to a 3D touch solution as I could get with task uh, text editing. Um, but man, the to, to the to do app is great. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's yeah. really, really good. And the things that it does on the phone besides just quick, quick entry is the, uh, the widget, it, the today widget is awesome. Um, which gives you the ability to see a custom view, your today view, or just start items from your widget. Um, the fact that it has that's cool. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, it's awesome. The fact that it has 3D touch to enter a new task or immediately go to the view to see your today, your tomorrow, and your starred tasks. Like immediately, it jumps to the app and filters on those things for you. Um, super slick, and it publishes a nice little uh, glance to your Apple Watch if you need to see that. I don't find it super useful because. I usually am going for more of an overview, but it does keep the, you know, what's next top of mind if you need that. All right, I, have one, I have one more general thing that you touched on, and then it's all like digging into to do. Um, tags. So this this was something I got a lot, of, a lot of heat from people when I complained back in the day about OmniFocus not using tags. Tags, oh, that's not GTD. That's not the right way to do it. And it's like, 
I don't believe that was ever mentioned in GTD, but um, <laughs> I probably is one of those people. Uh, but then, like for me now, it's hard to go back to anything that would not allow me to tag. But I'm also not like a prolific tagger. Like, I was I don't, going to like, say pile up lots of tags, but the ability to even put think of them as contexts, right? Mm-hmm. The the ability to even just put two contexts on something. <laughs> Like I can, I can do it here or I can do it there or, you know, it's with this person or this person. Right. Like that's cool. Yeah. I, I, now that I have them, I see a lot of uses for them, but I am a terrible tagger, um, which I think is why a lot of people, uh, assume <laughs> them to some name? degree. <laughs> terrible tagger. Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm just bad at it. Like I don't remember them, which is solved through to do, which we can talk about in a yeah. minute. Um, I I am bad at, uh, at at tagging things in general. Like I make too many tags, and then it makes them almost useless. So I, I have to get better at that. Um, yep. I don't you always have to know what you're going to be looking for. Right. Exactly. Right. And um, but again, all these things are kind of solved through through to do's mechanisms. And I started actually seeing the light on tagging um, with task paper because I would tag things all the time. Because what I would do is I set up all of these regular expression filters to search for those tags. And that was essentially my context view, similar to my context view in OmniFocus, right? So I would just open up my search, type in what I tagged something with, and it would bring up that view just like it would have if I'd had a person context or something in OmniFocus. So once that happened, and once I noticed that I would tag things with usually where the meeting, like we have a specific groups where I work and like, you know, management team groups and whatever. So if I would, I would tag it with that because I needed this item to be brought up in that meeting, that weekly meeting, uh, there was a person that was associated. So I tag it with the person, there was a developer associated, I tag it with the developer. And because that one task had kind of touch points in all of those other scenarios. Not that I had to check it off there, but I needed to be aware of it and ask people questions about it or whatever. I was like, okay, I see where having multiple tags is pretty darn useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a good example. Like our company, we have, uh, I don't know, at least the site I'm at, we have a few DBAs, right? And if I need something done by a DBA, like the context, a tip, like a, the prototypical OmniFocus context what would that be like email or work or something but to me like using tags i would tag it with the names of those three dbas so that i can first remind myself these are the three people (laughs) that are dbas and second if i run into one one of those people i'm in a meeting for a different reason i can look up their name and say like oh yeah i wanted to ask them can they you know run stats on this or Mm -hmm. whatever you know it was just like a nice way to create like reference information around a task. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, that's really hard to give up. Um, for, for me, like I've, I've seriously looked at going, going back to OmniFocus as they've to their credit, slowly reincorporated a lot of the features they cut Mm -hmm. with the big, what is it? Version two that they put out. Um, they've been slowly bringing those back and cleaning up the interface and adding back column views and mm-hmm. like all the things I complained about, like they've yeah. been doing it. So, <laughs> um, which is awesome. That's, that's great. But then I get, I get to that point. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't really want to go back to those limited contexts again. Like that was not 
fun and it's also not fun to like, oh, well, I'll put in hashtag <laughs> DBA yep. in a note. Which is which is what right. you would have to do, right? That's, that was, that's, that's what terrible. I did. Yeah. yeah. So to do is really compelling in that like they like tags are a huge part of what the app does. Like there's a whole slide out panel in the iOS app yep. just for tags. Now I was going to mention the, uh, the, how they handle tags and we can get into some of the details of functionality is really, but, really slick. But now on to, to do that whole thing of like, like pausing or muting a tag is so cool. I think that I kind of want to use tags for like even project names. Like I want to pause this whole project or I want to pause all these activities while I work on this other thing. Cause this other thing just blew up. Like that's kind of cool. I'm not, not going to do that because it's too hard to manage project yeah. names yeah. and tags, but I'm looking for like new ways to think about using tags. And that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like keeping track of what people are doing because I never considered tags can be used to not see stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I never. <laughs> That's a new idea. It is. It's 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 um not using it as a f- visibility like show me visibility wise, but it's also don't show me, which I never considered before either. That's why when I saw the the uh, release notes, I was like, I can't see ever using that, but I guess it's nice <laughs> yeah. he added it. Yeah. And then yeah. he said, here's an example, and I was like, oh, holy crap, that that well, might be neat. great. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually using uh, that methodology. Yeah. I, I want it. I want more of it. I want to like mute entire lists, you know, mm-hmm. list groups. I want to say mute this list group I wonder for if this whole period of time. Yep. And there, there may be ways to do that. I mean, you could always do that with a start date or a deferred date or something like that. If you I'm thinking to. like you're going on vacation, right? You have all these, th- all these work things. Wouldn't it be awesome to like mute all your work lists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> course, then, then, then the logical question is, what are you doing with a task manager on vacation? I was going to say that. I was like, maybe you should just not look at your work to work list while you're on vacation. Um, Come on, let's be real. Yeah, I guess that's, I know planning a vacation. I know it's top of mind. Trust me. Um, So yeah, I I guess those are, those are really good ones. Tags, something you talked about a lot. I wasn't really big into it, but now that, now that you've mentioned it, it's something I use. I, I, let's just put it this way. I've come around and I think there's probably ways I could use them better, but having them available is better than not having them available. <laughs> so, okay. So, all right. So now into to, to do. do. So most yeah. of the rest of the show is going to be, I would say probably about to do. Yes. Right? About Wouldn't it. You? Things you can uh, do with it. What, what it does and does not do like where it fail. For me, I have like a list of like where it fails, uh, where it's really solid, um, where I think I'm prevented from using it. <laughs> mm, okay. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I have some things that, uh, that I think are, you know, that I think task paper is better at, or maybe it's just my impression of it, but we can get into okay. some of that stuff. Right. So I'll let you go. So, um, yeah, to do is a task manager that has an iOS app and a Mac app, um, which is great, but, um, to me, what I there's two things that that go along with that that give me a little bit of a it was a hurdle getting things set up. One is um, 
Task paper was an all-in-one solution for me. I was in Sublime Text all day. I had my text text files open for notes. I had them these supplemental files open for notes, and I had my task lists open for notes. And I just stayed and lived in Sublime Text all day long, and it was great because I didn't need to swap out to other things. And it leads to the next problem is I didn't have to swap out to a new proprietary app that kept things in its own database that I couldn't yeah. just cut and paste and stick someplace else or make a backup of or do a text search on. Or, um, you know, I have uh, Devin Think. Thanks a lot for that, uh, <laughs> making me spend all that money. But, but I would index my text files, which then also indexed my tasks stuff. Um, which meant that I could find anything I needed to find task-wise through DevonThink as well. And now I can't really, I don't have that wide visibility. Um, And while he has um, the ability to export your tasks in iOS on both the iPad app and the iPhone app, I don't see it anywhere in the the Mac app. Um, So, I thought to myself, boy, this is a cool app, but what if it ever goes away? Because I feel like, you know, or what if it, what if a release comes out that breaks some key functionality like other apps may have done? And I'm kind of forced to look around again. Um, how would I get it back to a text file? Which, you know, honestly, it's just a bunch of typing. I could be back to where I was with task paper because that's not going anywhere. But I think that was the, the, the fact that I was getting myself kind of entrenched in yet another software solution um, was definitely a scary, not scary, but you know, it was kind of a drawback to me. Yeah. Well, I'll throw, I'll throw one out there. I was going to save it for a tip, but on the Mac app, <clears throat> if you have a view with all your tasks and projects and blah, 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 you can do a like command a command C mm-hmm. and then paste that into a text file. Oh, I'm testing it right now. Not that I don't believe you. Makes for a great pod- podcast. <laughs> oh, you get to hear my fancy <clears throat> fancy keyboard. Yeah. So if, if you do that, that is like a raw, like, it's a good... Actually... Export, because it really includes That's a really good export. Note, right? <laughs> if, you put, if you have a note on, an, on a task, like here's one where I was playing around with their email. I want to get into that email import thing. That is super sweet. Um, oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. It like pulls in the note from the email, like that, that was the email text, and that's copied and pasted. So it's pretty nice. Actually, actually. it's way nicer than I'm glad you told me about this. It's way nicer than I thought. It actually has, it lists priority, it has uh, uh, like um, underscores and stuff uh, mm-hmm. to, to delineate what is a list separation of, separation of things yeah. it's got due dates in them mm-hmm. that are associated it has my notes in there this is pretty darn slick it, i mean it's it's not everything and you have to have a view where you're looking at everything too yeah because yeah. it's just going to copy what you, what you what you're looking there. at yeah um i don't know does it do tags uh, i didn't actually check that no so Mrs. Tags. So, so it's not everything, but it's, it's pretty, pretty nice as far as like a, just two, two commands on your keyboard. Um, and you've got everything, just about everything coming yeah. out. That's, that is pretty nice. So Good one. Okay. Um, so let, let's hit on the love, love, love stuff. Okay. Cause I think there's a ton of love, love, love stuff in the app. Yes. 
Well, uh, why don't you go first? Because we'll probably have a lot of overlap here, and oh, you've been okay. using it for more than me. Uh, awesome. Let's see. I have my awesome node on this map. Uh, <laughs> I think the mail processor on iOS oh my God. is so clever and powerful and unlike anything else I've used. So, you know, I'm like, I don't like um, sending my email out to somebody else's service to be parsed into my task list. I'm it's aware of this. not something I want to do. <laughs> and the way that they implemented in to do in the latest version is you set up in the app, you set up a connection to your IMAP uh, inbox or mailbox or mail server or whatever. And then you can set up rules like messages that are sent from this address or messages with this subject line or with this word in the subject line or flagged. whatever. I use flagged. Yeah, or flagged. It just goes out and automatically pulls those in and creates tasks from them. And like, it's fast. It's crazy fast. It, it, it's <laughs> incredible. So I have been using um, my inbox to some degree as a task management thing because if i hit flat if i we use mailmate so if i hit if i flagged something i had a view to show flag things and i would never let them linger it was like this is something that needs to be dealt with right away like within 24 hours and i need to denote this in some way so i'd i would flag it and i had a view for seeing flag things and it was an alert to me well now with to do and it's email processing when i flag it in mailmate it automatically adds it as a task in to do so as long as I'm, then maybe I'm not looking at email at, you know, all day long. Right. But I have it now as a thing that I need to, to follow up on, on my phone, on my iPad, on my, it's, it's, and it, it's almost instantaneous. It's really, really yeah, cool. It's, it's crazy fast. Um, and pulls in a ton of information. You can, your rules can be set up really granular. Like, like I have it tag, um, everything that it pulls in with the tag mail. So I can say like, show me just the stuff that came in from email. Oh, that's that's, that's a pretty, great idea. Pretty neat, right? Uh, let's see. So that's that's first in my awesome list. Then t their tag support, um, I think, is really great. Like you can organize tags into groups, and then you can apply multiple tags and filter on tags, and that gets to the third thing, which is their filtered lists are I think what OmniFocus should have become as far as like being able to create filtered lists. Um, I love the OmniFocus uh, implementation of I set up this view, now save this view. Mm -hmm. But I think I like the idea of like I can type in search syntax using like advanced operators if I want to or use a widget that does it, you know, and then save this mm -hmm. list. And the widget is really list. competently designed and um, – create nested rules and all sorts of really cool stuff with it. Or you just learn the syntax and, and write these long and or statements and, and create whatever you need. Mm -hmm. It is really, that was on my list of cool stuff. I think it is the highest learning curve of all the, yeah, the things. Definitely. Um, but because there's all kinds of buttons like click this and it turns this, this stuff off. Yeah. Click this. And now you can't see this other stuff. Well, and there's things like if you've got projects and we can talk a little bit about this now, I guess, is um, to-do has this concept of a project, a checklist, or just a single item. And you can organize things using that, that hierarchy. Uh, checklists, uh, you can give a date to as a checklist, but not the 
atomic items within the checklist and a project you can treat as a project where you can have tasks and this task can have start dates and end dates, et cetera. Um, and, and then the, regular... and the project itself can also have starts. Exactly. Good point. So one of the things that made me stumble uh, quite a bit actually in setting up the initial smart lists or the saved views or the sort search filters or whatever you want to call them is that um, you have to say, show me, subtasks, show me checklist items, show me things that aren't checklists or projects, but the items within those things, like you can have it show you, like sometimes you just might just want to see projects that are coming up, but sometimes you're really interested in the tasks under those projects to come up and you can control that, which is great. But if you don't know about it, it's a little of a learning curve to, to handle. Um, and the advantage, though, is that once you've learned it, you can create these smart lists that basically do what your OmniFocus perspectives did, at least what mine did. And in some ways better because, like you said, you can create tags. Uh, you, you can do things with tags um, to expand that even farther. So um, I've created not just my today view, but I have things that are due this week things that are priorities this week, which is not always the same thing, you know, it's something that is, you know, starred or I, you can, you have three different levels of priority. Um, and then I have two views that are home weekly and work weekly, which give different, you know, just different looks and feels. Sometimes I organize it by date. Sometimes I organize it by which list or project something's in very flexible way of doing this. And it's not quite as um, like, it doesn't save the graphical look that OmniFocus did, you know, if you turned off your project list, if you just wanted to see a list of That's things, right. it's not yep. quite like that, but I never did that stuff anyway. I just wanted to see what I needed to see at, at the time. And those mm -hmm. lists sync to your iOS devices, as well as all your settings, yeah. as well as all your like projects. Anything that, anything that you can do in the Mac app for creating a smart list, you will sync over to iOS and vice versa. Like that's, that's pretty neat. And it works really well. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Give it a try. Um, if you if you don't want to show projects in a view, like my all tasks list, I have a list that's like just every task. I don't want to see the project as an individual entry because this is something that I think takes some getting accustomed to. To do seems to consider a project also like a task. Yes. It's a task. Yep. It just happens to have subtasks. So they kind of like, if you say, you know, type all tasks is, is the operator or the, the function, um, <clears throat> then it shows everything, every every task style, including projects in the list. And I don't like that. Yeah, because it so, lists the, some, if you have it expanded, it lists the project and the tasks under it, as well as the tasks separately. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really like that. So if you, if you do type of exclamation P-R-O-J, then that will show you everything that's not a project. Right. And you can do the same and, with checklists. Yeah. And then in the tasks will actually show the project as like a little attribute on the task. Yeah, it's almost so like you a never footnote. lose that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I prefer that. And I especially prefer that. And this is what you and I were, I was trying to get you to understand what I was trying to do the other day in, in Slack, um, which I finally fixed, but I think I, I think I solved that bug by creating another bug, but we'll, we'll let that go for now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, what I wanted is on the iOS device, I don't want to see projects and have to tap them to see what's underneath them. Um, 
but I wanted to be able to see all the tasks underneath that as it, you know, kind of left aligned with a little, you know, kind of disclosure saying this is what the, the project it belongs to. And I could not make that work on iOS. I finally got it working because I, I like that view much better. It's like, here's all of my tasks. You can see what it belongs to, but it, in some ways it's kind of in that view kind of irrelevant. You know, like if I need to schedule a cat sitter, it's irrelevant whether it's because of a Caribbean vacation or I am going to into the hospital or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't really care. It's just something that has to get done mm -hmm. by a certain date. Um, so having the notice to where it comes from is nice, but it's not as important as seeing that task. And if I just had uh, vacation planning or hospital visit and I'd have to tap on it to see what I have to do under there, it's completely too many taps. Yep. So I think that method of, you know, don't show me the projects or the checklist, show me the items in there and just let me know what they belong to is really what I was going for. And I'm glad yep. that you can customize things at that level. So filtered list, really super cool. I also like that when you load a filtered list, it, it automatically populates the search box. By the way, all, all these filters are done through the search box. So there's no special mode for creating views or whatever. Right. But when you load the view, it automatically loads that search in the search box, which I, I would say is very task paper-like, um, using the task paper app on Mac. Yeah, it's very, very, very similar. And um, you can then edit that. And then there's like a refresh saved or smart list view or button. You click that refresh and it saves the new search as part of that original smart list that you had. Yeah, it's really So you slick. can like edit and change it and tweak it and it's really cool it's nice and those things those things that you change will immediately go to the ios devices which is great yeah. because you don't yeah, have to the, worry about recreating them on specific devices or whatever my, that is my number five on the on the awesome <laughs> list uh only preceded by quick entry on ios i think the quick entry on ios is pretty nice um to quickly add a task but the sync is really fast yeah it is it's and slick. it's through uh, Dropbox is what I'm using. Yep, that's what I'm using too. And I, it seems unbelievably fast. <laughs> the initial sync on my iPad was not that quick because I have you know a couple hundred tasks in here now. But mm -hmm. once it was set up, you're right. It's just it, it, what, whatever magic he's doing. It and I don't see any problems with it. Like I don't see things out of sync. It always seems to figure nope. out what is what should be there and what's not. It's really really good. Um, so any other like super awesome features that you think are amazing for to do versus kind of like many other hmm. solutions. I'm looking at this thing right now. I don't think like most of the other things are the way like other apps will do this. I think that the, the way that it shows um, the tasks that are due within a smart list as well as overdue with a little, um, so you'll have a list, and then to the right of that, they'll have two numbers divided by a pipe, which is like the straight line in text. Um, and that's the overdue plus the due items. Yep. And it just mm -hmm. gives you a really quick, at a glance, across all views and all smart lists, depending on... Like, it's actually doing that... Well, it's next to, on the Mac, it's next to each smart list. Yes. Like, whatever that view is, that's what it's next to. Right, exactly. And it's the same thing on the iOS app, too. Um it's it's just um, the the initial the initial beta 
I think had too much information all over the place and they've honed it down to the most useful stuff. I think it's really, really useful. Yep. That's no, great. I think it's, it's pretty neat. Like it's the stuff that they add, like the Mac app, there's a little calendar in the lower left-hand corner. That's cool. On iOS, <laughs> I think I blew your mind. Yeah, when I was you like, did. I was just like, hey, you what? know that, that tag list? There's a little tiny calendar down there Yeah, you, <laughs> that will show you your calendar for today. You blew my wig back big time yeah. on that one. And and our, our friend Nate has showed me some stuff uh, that also blew my mind with this thing. And because uh, he's a big, he's one of the things that, he's one of the guys that kind of convinced me to take a look at it. Oh, yeah? I was wondering what got you to do yeah. that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's all Nate, little, Nate's little fault. gremlins behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. We we kind of had a couple conversations about it on Slack, and I was like, eh, I'm going to give it a try. I'm, you know, I, I got to be on it. Like, I've been using Task Paper for two years now, and I think Task Paper 3 on the Mac is, like, balls out awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it is the saved filters genius where your filters actually saved in the text file and you kind of like click on them in a sidebar and they load. Like, oh, the that's views pretty slick. It's really super neat. But <laughs> <laughs> if TaskMater on iOS went away, I'd be super bummed because I think TaskMater like is one of the best ways to deal with task paper files on iOS because of the filters. I'm now starting to enter this realm where I have these great filters on Mac and then I load them up. <laughs> Taskmater and they don't work. Oh no! So you know, I'm 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 making filters in two different areas, and the new Task Paper on Mac has different filters. Like it uses a, di- a slightly different, different filter syntax, format. Yeah, for some of the new cool stuff, and it's starting to bum me out that that's like I'm just going to end up with some blind text on my Mac, which has one thing, one way to do it, and. Sublime Text on my work PC, which has another way to do it, and you know, TaskMater on my phone, which is totally different, and TaskMater on my Mac, which is different again. So, are you saying that you're leaning towards to do? Um, if I was to leave Task Paper, this would be it at this point. Like, uh, I wouldn't go to OmniFocus. I've tracked it. I I keep kind of like projects in OmniFocus for the purpose of just like trying out the app every time there's an update. Mm-hmm. It's still missing a bunch of stuff on the Mac. Like the ability to save views is still much more limited than what it was before. Well, it's interesting because I did not know that you were still doing that. That's why this yeah. we were kind of surprised one another the, the couple weeks ago when this came up is, is I didn't know that you were monitoring this stuff. I thought that you had kind of taken your boat to the other side of the task paper shore and burned your it's the other boats. It's just something like some people read People magazine. Yeah. I, try, I, try out, I try out task <laughs> you're, managers. You're not well. Because people have good ideas. And I'm like, oh, that's a, like the whole thing we were talking about with uh, tags and stuff like that, like pausing tags. Like I never would have considered like maybe I apply a tag so that I can then mute this later if I need to. Like that's neat. So no, so, I like that. So I just because I wasn't aware of that and I've been hearing about to do. I was like, well, Nate uses mm-hmm. to do. I'll ask him what he thinks. Nate's a smart guy. Yeah, Nate's a real smart guy. So, and he he pushed me. It, so when I started using it, there were a couple things where I'm like, dude, this isn't going to work for me. It just doesn't do X or Y or Z. And he's like, oh, actually, it does. Just go here yeah, and do that. And I'm it's like, not an intuitive app. <laughs> it's really not intuitive. No, um, you have to download a PDF and read it. Yeah. I, well, I've never done that, but I basically oh, you should. I, it's actually pretty. Is it really? Yeah. All right. That's my. I'll put that so on my I have, test I have a whole list, list of tips here. This. 
<laughs> have a whole list of tips, but uh, yeah, the it's not intuitive. It's it's not, but I but think OmniFocus isn't intuitive. No, either. it's not. That's the thing. So. It's like that's why I ended up writing so many words about how to use it because people would, you know, send me an email and be like, "Hey, saw you use OmniFocus. How the hell do I use OmniFocus? It's too complicated." <laughs> and you're like, "Well, actually, if you just like." Click here, toggle this, change this, do this, blah, 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 blah. Now you have a checklist. Yeah. <laughs> like now it's, it's just intuitive. What's your problem? A super simple list of things you have to do. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I, I put that in my list of things to look at the PDF. <laughs> um, because his documentation, the thing, the FAQ, the, the, the fact on his site was really good. Yeah. Uh, he has a whole thing about the, yes, the syntax of the search lists. Yeah. Um, which I thought was awesome. And I put that in Pinboard. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of awesome with to do. Um, I'm kind of using it full time now. I use Sublime Text for all the note taking, all of my supplemental project notes. Um, I still take all of my, you know, I spend a lot of time in there basically. But everything, I kind of a little bummed out that now I have two things to use. Now, now for this, now for the section I've labeled missing. Okay, let's hear it. What's missing for you anyway? Ah. Uh, well, you hit on it exactly. I I love doing supplemental material in Sublime Text. I love the uh, task paper. I can just write like these really explanatory notes, mm -hmm. and they don't really need to be associated to much, like other than just to the project. Yep. Like, oh, hey, the uh, you know connection details for this server that you're going to have to do this thing in. Da, 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 da. You know, I love that, and. I've been able to kind of like phony it up and to do by, by <laughs> notes. Uh, well, <laughs> notes and tasks with a tag that I then mute. Oh. So I have a tag called supplemental. Get out of town. Seriously. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's a way to put stuff in and then create, I create a list that's like supplemental list but then if i'm looking at the project i can then see those tasks by unmuting or you know toggling show me everything i like that so, idea but see what you're doing and I, this was just bum me out too and i you you're saying it made me think about it because it was just a text file i could just put any crap i wanted in under my project yeah. and in mingled in with the tasks and i did it often and because i could do a search Whenever I needed to, I could find it. Now, you just find it. Yeah, yeah. And because when I hit, you know, uh, Command D and mark something done, it would also archive those notes. Yeah, I had a huge archive file that had basically all completed tasks, all notes associated with them. They were never gone. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was. And like I said, you could phony it up with to do by creating essentially tasks that are muted and hidden from things. You can, but you're, you're really losing that history, you know, and, and yep. maybe there's a way, like I could, I guess I could create a view called done that listed all that stuff out and it does I'll pull in the notes and it pulls in dates. And maybe I just do a control C control V to my, you know, my archive that I still maintain. Yeah. But now look at what you're, yeah. you're jumping through Oof, to do that. Yeah. And and I agree, like the the being able to scan all the notes and stuff like that, that was cool. Uh, as far as supplemental, the one that I know you've never looked at, uh, they were a sponsor of Mac Drifter, you know, fair here disclosure, right? Yeah. Um, Pageco was what I loved about their idea was like this is your task manager for 
all your stuff. Like your contact info goes into it, mm. but they were specific. They had a specific design around like, this is your supplemental data, like files go into is that it, where like you got whatever you needed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really liked, liked that idea. Pageco is too much around like running a business for what I need. Uh, like a, almost like a, like a contact, you know, a, what is it? Um, CRM, mm-hmm. you know, tracking the, you know, your sales and who you work with and all this. And, and so it just doesn't quite fit what I want. Yeah. It's like overkill for what you need. Yeah. Especially so, for coming from task files, text files. <laughs> yeah. So to do is kind of missing that for me. That's, I don't know that that would keep me out of it. Uh, I really wish you can attach a photo. I w- really wish you could attach any kind of file. Like you can in OmniFocus. Like that's pretty awesome. Being able to put a PDF in a task to say like, you know, for example, I created a project, learn more about to do for pod- for the podcast. Oh, right? Nicely done. And uh, I wanted to put in the PDF of the manual. It's like, that'd be perfect. Nope. You can't do that. Really? No, you can't. You can attach photo, but you can't do that. So what I ended up doing is like I have... Um, learn the search syntax, you know, and I copied out of the PDF and pasted it into the note mm. and that worked okay, but it feels like, you know, maybe getting those files attached would be better. Yeah. Sequential versus parallel. Yeah. But you can't Projects. really do that in a text file either. You no, know, that's true. But if I'm going to, this is, if I'm going to leave mm. task paper for something you want else, it to be better. it's gotta, yeah. gotta be better. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, a real strength of OmniFocus as well, is being able to say these things can all happen one after another or they can happen in parallel or whatever. That was cool. Um, let's see. I would love the ability to like put a tag on a project and automatically have all the tasks have those because yeah. of the way the save filters work. No, you're right. I, I was looking for a way to do that the other day, and I was like, do I need to drag this one at a time to every task? And I couldn't find a way to do that yeah, other than doing that's that. that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, to be fair, that's like in task papers, same thing too. Nope, just copy-paste. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's no tags in OmniFocus, so, you know. That's a moot point. It's still better yep. as, as, far as, as far as I'm concerned in, in that regard. Um, and same thing with, like, uh, location. Have everything in this project tagged to that location and dates are the same thing. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah, inherit. Same idea. And that was Start actually date, the bug yeah. that I was talking about is that because the checklist items didn't have a date, even project items in my particular instance didn't have a date associated with them, it wasn't picking them up based on the parent date, which I thought that it might in the the view. So it was just never showing them. But to me, if a project has to be done by a certain date, then all the items need to be done by a certain date. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, it shouldn't actually even allow. Yeah, like anything else. Like if your project, if your tasks exceed the project due date, it should automatically just push the project due date. Exactly. Out kind of so, thing. so the fact that it wasn't quite doing that was a little bit of a disconnect. I mean, I understand now that how he's kind of describing this hierarchy of items and. But, you know, I basically had to create a date tag for every one of the subtasks, and then it worked fine. But that's a yeah. lot of extra clicking, you know? It is. And, and then you're kind of wondering, is am I working the system, or is the system working me? Right, right. <laughs> like, so if you were to have, even if you had something where if you were to add a date to a project, all subtasks would get that as a due date, and you could override them if you needed to, but at least it tags them with that as a due date. 
I don't know. Maybe that would be break other stuff. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm with you on that one. Okay. So in my missing list as well, uh, I I would say pausing tags should also pause or silence the alerts for those. Yes. (laughs) To to truly be helpful because it doesn't help when you've paused paused all the tasks and then all the alarms are going off on your watch or <laughs> whatever which to be fair it's still cool having watches watch alarms and you know notifications but in that case yep. not so much yeah no the <laughs> notifications are nice i like on the mac app they're kind of separate from notification center yeah, if you want them to be you can yeah. you can combine them if you want but if you don't they they come up uh, the advantage he said is that if you do the native ones they'll pop up even when the app's not running oh right yeah, that makes sense. Um, and no review system. So similar to what I was talking about with OmniFocus, the ability to review in a task file, as you mentioned, is pretty easy. You just scroll. Yep, you just look <laughs> at it. <laughs> in, in, in an app that is structured like this, it's not so easy. Yep. There's always that fear to, that to you review. could be missing something and your show scheduled is off and your filter is set in such a way that you may miss something. And actually happened to me last week is yeah. I thought that I was seeing everything, but I wasn't because my particular saved filter was not doing what I thought it was doing, um, which I fixed now. But, you know, I mean, that could have gone on for a while. And I hadn't noticed. So, yeah, right. That's why I would say the first thing I did was set up an all tasks list, mm-hmm. which is basically type uh, not project. And then you see everything in there. Yeah, that's a good Um, idea. And then you have to like also tell it like don't filter basically. Which you can do. There's a built-in all, which if you need to, you can do it that way. Yeah, because there's a hide scheduled. Yep. um, Option. Which is a default scheduled. So you have to you have to show scheduled and yeah. Um, but that's that's it. And I would say like nothing's glaring as in. You know, for me, the not having start dates is always a big one, especially in any app that's around filtering or save filters mm-hmm. for tasks. It's like, well, if you're going to let me filter, then one of the things I want to filter on is what don't I have to do now? Like, I don't know, say my spring tasks when it's January. Yeah, I don't need exactly. to know that, when to, that I'm going to have to open the air conditioner on my house. Right. To have them uh, listen, to see them all the time kind of deadens your mind to them. Yeah. Yeah. when you actually so need to. I do like that. I do like the whole um, using start dates or defer dates or whatever. So tips or, or sorry, do you have any no, other things that are glaringly missing? No, let's move on to tips because you, you? you're going to have okay. some stuff that I won't have. I found one just very recently just playing around that I thought I, I could bring to, I haven't been using it as long as you, so I don't have too many of them, but go ahead. Uh, I think the pinch to zoom on the task list on iOS is pretty cool. That is crazy. Yeah. Where you can like, kind of change the amount of detail shown on the task. So if you have a really long list, you can kind of shrink it down. So it just shows like the name of the task and like if there's a due date or whatever, or you stretch up and it shows you like, like what project it's in and a little bit more info, but I like the way they've done it because it's not just like stretch and zoom. It shows you like a little graphic overlay to show how much more information and what information is going to be shown. Yeah, that's, um, that was a, a, a weird one for me, but I, I kind of dig it. I like it. I, <laughs> it, was weird. it was weird because, so here's what it's solving. 
when we complain about OmniFocus having too much white space, you see too much stuff around your tasks. So if you take a lot of notes and they're in your tasks, you're going to have to scroll through all of that stuff. And sometimes you just want to see, what do I have to do? This allows you to do both things. You can scroll in, pinch in, and see just the task items. But if you want to see which project it's associated with, is there additional notes with it, you know, all sorts of really cool stuff, you can do that if you need to. So I love that um, feature, and I've been using it quite a bit. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a nice tip and also not super obvious. Uh, here's one that I guess is a tip that I want, want your input on too, which is the seasonal task thing. Uh, I kind of like the idea of hand, handling seasonal tasks as checklists because uh, instead of a project with tasks under right. it. Because then you can put the start and due date on the checklist itself. And then the individual tasks in those, you can just check off, mm, right? Okay. So um, I haven't used that. And in, in, in that regard, in a way, that's what we we're talking about, where tasks kind of inherit the due and start date of the parent. It would be very nice if it did that. but um, Well, in, in, a ta- in a checklist, it does, basically. Because... There are no starts and due dates on the task. It's only on the checklist. That's a it's good point. It's only on the checklist. I was actually thinking of doing that via a a sleeping tag. So have a tag for each season and then just turn them off until that season comes up and then I'll see right. them. Um, but that's a good one. Go ahead. Next yep. one. Oh, my turn again. No, I can okay. do another one. Here's one that <laughs> yeah, I have. You go, you go for okay, it. Okay, so on iOS, uh, the default view is you've got this little toolbar on the left-hand side that has your inbox and your your um, smart lists and your, your projects, uh, your kind of, they call them lists on the left-hand side. But if you want to see, you can swipe from right to left to make that go away. And if you keep swiping, it takes you to that tag list that Gabe had talked about. So, um, but the thing that I was getting very confused by is why can't I see um, my entire, like if you swipe from from your task list with that toolbar up, if you swipe from left to right, you can't exp- expand it to see the entire text of your project. Um, but that's where uh, Nate had told me if you double swipe, it will show you the entire list. Or if you... S- wait, 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 what's a double swipe? You swipe twice. You s- I don't know what that means. You swipe from left to right twice in succession, and it will open up that list. Or alternatively... But, but when, I, when, when I do that... When I slide slide one slide, it slides all the way over to the tag list. No, no, from left to right, not right to left. Oh, left to right. Yeah. So if you need to see your smart lists and your, you know, the really long view of, of your project names, um, you can either do the double swipe or you can swipe so that your list fills the entire list, uh, entire screen, and then swipe from left to right, and it'll make the disclosure really big. So it's just like, that's why I was saying this app is so crazy. Like, I've never seen that as an interface element before. No, but your task, the whole swiping thing is, very is strange. really unusual implementation. Yeah, and it's it the task list is essentially like, um, you know, one of those closet doors that will slide from like left to right and disclose both sides of the contents of the, uh, yeah. so it, you can swipe it all the way to the right and see all of your project information, or you can keep sliding it all the way to the left and see all of your tags. And by tapping that little calendar thing on the bottom, show all of your calendar events too, which I still, this still blows my mind. 
Yeah, there's a lot in here that's not completely intuitive. <laughs> and, and, you know, more power to them. They're coming up with new ways to, to look at things. Um, but it's also can be a little... It's intimidating. It's it's daunting, I guess. Re- reading the PDF was worthwhile. I'm going to be doing that right after <laughs> this podcast, by the way. It's really cool. Um, what other things have I found? Oh, um, so if you tap in the iOS app in the bottom right, there's a plus. If you tap that once, it will bring up the new task list, and you can, you know, type, start typing, etc. If you tap that and hold it, it brings up a quick add slide down. Yeah. And you can type it in and tag it with today, tomorrow, Tuesday, whatever. And it'll immediately go to your inbox if you have the GTD-style inbox stuff turned on. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple for that. I think even if you don't have the GTD-style inbox, you can create a separate. Yeah, you can send you can it say, to your always, default folder. Always send stuff to this default. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I like that, and that That's what I meant by the quick entry. I think that that's pretty nice. Um with just a single tap on the plus, I love that it's so, it's so easy to change things from like, this is not a task, this is a project. Like, it's just one tap on a button. Like, there's, you don't have to drill in to like say, oh, we'll change the type of this and now create a new project so that it can hold this, hold another task. And it's just right there. You, you tap a little briefcase and now it's a project instead of a task. Yeah, pretty slick. I like it. Um, let's see. I'm curious how you've organized that left panel. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you start off, you have like um, a smart list task, a uh, um, smart list group, and then you have a what? What they call? I think they call lists. Yeah. And then inside lists, you can create essentially groups, and inside groups, you can hold projects or yeah, um, other lists or tasks or whatever. Yep. So do you have a work group list yes. or do you have a work Yeah, so the way I have that set list. up is I um, have the smart list up at the top because they really kind of filter all the stuff that's below it. And then I have two group lists, home and work. And then underneath those, I have what used to be in task paper, my projects, which are now yeah. kind of project yep. headers in a way so which are which are cool because you can color code them too yeah they look, it looks so, kind of pretty i gotta say well i don't know about other i wasn't going for pretty i'm going for like so i have like um both home and work i have maintenance and i've colored that red because mm-hmm. that's you know just to be consistent across all the different groups or um you know you can you could actually ta- like color it gray because I'm going to put this on hold or whatever. Yeah, I have. Like I, uh, I think those colors are nice. I have gray for someday because that's kind of fade into the background type stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything else, mm-hmm. I don't really have any commonality there. But that would be actually a good idea to use. Like, but you could you could if you wanted to, which and you can pick your own colors and stuff like yeah, that. I just thought that was a nice little really extra nice. touch. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Yeah, definitely learn the search syntax. Yeah. It really helps for the smart list uh, because I found the, the widget to be very good, but a little limiting um, when I wanted to like do something more complicated, particularly on iOS um, to create lists. The thing that is missing, which I guess I forgot, is you can't really filter on start date very easily. You can't say, like, show me things with a start date in the next month. Uh, so that's not, yeah, a, that's that's not a thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Which that would be nice to like replicate, you know, some of the other things I used to do. Um, let's see. 
Uh, I already did the supplemental as hidden tasks. Uh, I think that's, oh, the actions. Have you tried, have you created anything with an action? No, I have not. So that's kind of cool. You can say like this thing uh, is a, is an action to do a Google search. And then it says like, type in what you want to search for. Really? And then, yeah. And then, so that's a, that's a task now. And the search expression that you want to like do research on is in there. And then there's a little button and you hit that and it just opens it up in a, in a Safari like search. Hmm. That's pretty neat, that right? That's pretty cool. I like that. So I love that like little extra thoughtfulness of like, okay, well sometimes like these are, the actions are kind of like contexts, but like they're very computery, like make a call or search the web or send an email and uh, it just makes it a little bit easier to do it than just putting in a note. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'll have to play around with that one. I haven't really even seen that stuff. Boy, I got to read that PDF. That's a good tip. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> um, I, I just think, do you have any other tips? Because those were mine. I haven't been using it for that no, long, just a couple I of think weeks. That, yeah, I think that's all I really, really have. But you know, I mean, I think uh, just to, to kind of kind of wrap up my thoughts here. Um, I was not expecting to like this app. Um, I was expecting to try it out and get frustrated by it in ways I hadn't yet anticipated and then go back to task paper. Um, I'm not saying that won't happen, but as as of right now, um, the functionality is such that um, it really is getting the job done for, for what I need it to do. And I, in, in a way I hadn't expected uh, the task paper experiment really helped with getting this set up because it, like I said, is a much flatter, less overwrought way of managing my tasks than <laughs> I, I used to do. I'm going to say it. something really awful. Let's hear it. That I know I'll regret. <laughs> oh, no. But task paper is kind of like AA. Oh boy. Like you, you go and you like confront <laughs> all of the crap that you've done. Mm-hmm. You said that <laughs> as I was drinking manager. beer because I didn't know what you were going to say, and I feel bad. <laughs> It, like you have to, you have to kind of deal with all the stuff that you've done to your, to your, your task system. life. Yeah. Right. Of like, Oh man, what do I really have to do? And yeah, now I have 2000 things in a text file and this is ridiculous that I have these broken down to such granular things or like, I really do need a filter on this stuff in ways that is makes sense mm-hmm. or, you know, it just, it was a nice way to kind of distill down what you really need, yeah, and I'm, at least for me. And I'm hoping to not lose that as I move forward with to-do because I don't want to-do to, to become another kind of dumping ground that where I, things sit and that, then never leave, you know? Um, yeah. And that, you know, having to do that scan, not having that review, again, the, the, the strength of the review in GTD and OmniFocus is is like apparent when somebody explains it to you. Like, oh yeah, a time to go and look and make sure there's not something that needs to be added or taken away or whatever. But there's something to be said for doing that review kind of ongoing and just keeping it light. Just be ruthless with editing, which is what I do. Well, the thing about having it all in one text file is you get tired of scrolling past crap. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, you know what? I'm never going to do that. I'm really, I am going to take that out and, and it shrinks the text file and makes it easier to use. And yep. you get an, you, you get a real benefit by not putting stuff in your task manager that, you know, you get a benefit by not 
fooling yourself Math, and, and over complicating things for yourself yeah too. whereas omnifocus i think you're right like you can shove stuff in there and like yeah i'll never look at this again yep or <laughs> uh, i hey, need this in, in here i'll look at it again but just not right now I don't have yeah. time right now, but I'll look at it right. again at some point. Then, well, then it's really just a like reference or a journal or something like that. And, you know, maybe that is a good uh, way to use it, but it's not the way. I, I found that I was pretty darn efficient having that task paper solution um, for the last year and plus. You know, I, I, I felt like it was a step forward for me um, because I felt like I was, I was losing myself a lot in, in my OmniFocus install. Yeah. And I think that it's it, the, the, the forcing of me to rethink everything was at the very least a good exercise and I may or may not return to it, but for right now to do, um, feels like a, almost a breath of fresh air to some degree. Although, you know, some of the, uh, there's some, it goes pretty deep. Let's put it that way. So yeah, uh, we'll it, see how it goes. It feels good to like, it, it really does. Like I used it for what I did was um, beginning of the year, you know, new project start fiscal year is going to change over here for us at the end of March. So we're start starting to prepare for new projects. I put new stuff in, in a couple active projects and then just use that for those projects. And that was nice. And it feels nice to check things off and to put stuff in and get alerts and all that. That was cool. So I definitely like that. I'm probably almost certainly sticking with task paper. <laughs> it, it just, um, I don't know. It just seems like a less effort. You can't, you can't, you can't pull yourself away. It just, it just feels like less work to maintain. Yeah. Task and paper maybe than, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, dis, you know, to disclose from my, for me, it's like to do has been so interesting to, learn i instead of like looking at twitter or any of these things i'll open up to do and say like what are some other ways i can make this do something cool or yeah you know no, it's, fun. it's it's such an engaging app um and then i made the discovery of installing it on my ipad and it is fantastic oh on the, iPad. the ipad app is good we didn't go into that but you know if you get oh. it it's uh, universal so you can use it and it's really 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 nice so. yeah you get an extra panel to see like more stuff at the same time including like the little calendar and no it's, it's super slick it's good can, yeah do you have your phone there i do all right, go into a task mm -hmm. and hit the little little icon at the bottom where there's like a scene marker. Yes. And it looks like, okay, hit that. Okay. See, it says pick an action. Yep. Now, pick the visit action. Visit. Pick a contact. Indication only. Like these are all the things you can Holy do. crap, I never even went in here. And you can like enter an address and now that's like in the, like... That's cool. And like, if you go back and you hit the Google, you'll see enter search terms. And then you can actually do the search Holy right crap. there for the task. Yeah. <laughs> Message, call. It puts, a, it puts a little, <laughs> it puts a little tag on the task with the person's name that I just mapped to it. And tapping on it takes it to a map of that person. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. And it'll ask you when you, put the action and do you want to modify the name of the task to reflect yeah. the, the action? So and I said, yes. And boom, there it is. Yep. It, That's really instead cool, of repeating right? stuff in here. Yeah. This is cool. I, this is one of those things where I know that I could probably do a lot more with it and, and probably plan on doing that at some point. But yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Very cool. All right. Well, so, uh, this beer was awesome. I finished it about halfway through the Did show. Did you really? <laughs> 
why I was so trying good. so hard. It, it's, it is so good right now at this temperature that I'm trying to just stay away oh, from it. because the grapefruit is amazing in this. I hope that they make this a regular... And now I regret not buying a case. Yeah, I'm, we might do Although that. Although I wouldn't want to save it for too long. I bet I, it doesn't age well. part of it. That's why we just got a six, and my wife loves the stuff, so it's going fast. <sighs> I only got one bottle. <laughs> well, so it was like agave, maybe. Well. Who knows? That could be tequila-like. Now you, now you know the answer to your question. You should go get some more. <sighs> Dang it. All right, man. Yeah, well, it's good. I would give this uh, an A-. minus. I... I think I actually gave this a B plus. This is a role reversal for us, but yeah, it's it's getting better. Uh, the actually getting some of that carbonation out of there made it improve for me. I'm not a big carbonation fan, but it still smells like grapefruit too. Man, it's amazing. It's amazing. Try and find it has obviously fairly wide distribution, so hopefully some of yeah. you guys out there will be able to track some down. Yeah. All right, man. Well, have fun shoveling yeah yeah I'll talk to you good luck with your new task manager you, you two should be happy together <laughs> well, thank you sir <laughs> see ya bye, bye.